It's time to get up and get your day started. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports 56 Mornings is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Eli. Get up every morning Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into Sports 56 Mornings. The countdown is on to Turkey Day, just a couple of days before Thanksgiving, but we got loads to get to in the world of sports. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you once again in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, it is where family and fun come together. Their overstock sale continues. Check them out just in time for the holidays, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. And the first hour of the program also brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware. Currently 56 degrees, cloudy, a little misty out there. Just a blah start to your Tuesday morning. We're looking at clouds throughout the day. High of only 56. So we're basically at the high temperature right now. Then tonight it drops to about 42 with a few clouds, although the precipitation will leave the area. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a high only reaching 53. But it looks like a dry Thanksgiving, although pretty cold. Not darn cold, but pretty, pretty, pretty cold. Coming up on the program today, we'll talk Tigers football with Jonah Dillon at 8.05. The Tigers with that tough loss to SMU yesterday was an interesting conversation on our show. We'll talk to Jonah, get his perspective on things as the Tigers get set to end the regular season on Friday at Temple. Jeff Crane from the University of Memphis. It's been a rough few days for the Tigers, although really a great season overall when you think about the soccer teams and you think about uh, where the basketball team may go. The football team certainly has had a very good season. We'll talk to Jeff about all things Memphis athletics. Zoe Goodson at 9.05. He's the Rhodes basketball coach. It's our weekly Rhodes segment, and Rhodes did get their first win on Sunday. We'll talk to Zoe about that at 9.25. Blake Topmeyer, SEC columnist for USA Today Network on the SEC and on all things college football. Of course, tonight, the college football playoff rankings will come out. We'll see if there's any changes. we got a huge week. It's a rivalry week, last week of the regular season before next week's championship games. We'll also talk plenty of college basketball. Memphis gets set to begin the battle for Atlantis tomorrow against Michigan. We'll talk some NFL after a good one last night in Kansas City between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Got some Major League Baseball news as well. And uh, speaking of the Memphis Tigers, they do not get into the top 25 poll. We'll discuss that on the program. Humdinger's Trivia comes your way at about 8.05. We'll also give you the topic for tomorrow's five favorite things. That's your lineup. You can always hit us up on the Sports 56 listener lines at 901-360-8255. Call in, text in, and also you can send us a message with a comment, a question, a concern to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or to our website, sportsmemphis.com. Good morning. Good morning. What's the um, what is the temperature that crosses from pretty cold to darn cold? Darn cold, I would say, is in the 30s. That's sure. when that's when you're like, see, here's here's my predicament. As you know, I'll be on the sidelines on Friday in Philadelphia. The temperature is supposed to be in the 40s somewhere. That's one of those deals where I need a heavier jacket, but I don't need the real real heavy jacket. And I got one that has the lining in it. Do I bring the lining? Also, there's a 15% chance of rain. So it's not a 
high chance of rain, but do I got to bring rain gear when there's at least a chance at 15%? It's one of those kind of in the middle type things. I mean, it's either going to be either be downright cold in the 30s or, you know, it's a 40s, 50s to me is not bad. Like, for example, not with the rain and the mist and the wetness, but if it was dry out, I'd have no problem playing golf in this weather. What did I say the temperature was right now? 56 degrees. Perfect. Perfect. I'm good at 48 degrees, but you get into the 30s, forget about it. 56 degrees with out a cloud in the sky, bright sunshine, I can play golf. Wow, low, you can do any, it? Any lower than that, I'm not playing. I don't want to play that, but I will. I thought you cut it off at 70. 60 is kind of my mark. But, you'll but go, again, you'll I have go to have 56? sunshine. I need to have sunshine. I'm not if 60 oh, and cloudy. I'm, I'm not doing no nothing. Oh, I'm with that, you. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you got to have. I guess it all also depends on how well you're playing. You're on a nice little roll. You want to keep playing, but if it's sunny, I think that that overcomes so, everything. You'll be in Philadelphia later this week. I will be in Philadelphia later today. Um, and, and you can and, get cheesesteaks. And I'll be there tomorrow. Okay, that's. So I've never been to Philadelphia. So what cheesesteak is the should I eat? Because I love I'm, I love Philly cheesesteaks. So uh, which where am I supposed to go? Well, wow, you've never been to Philadelphia. It's a really cool city. I don't know how much time you'll have. Very little for yourself. Yeah, same with me. Of course, I go in on Thanksgiving, so there's nothing open. Now, I've said it a million times before. I'll say it again. The best cheesesteaks are in South Jersey. There's a reason. There's two reasons. One is they use provolone cheese, not the cheese whiz. Although there are places in Philadelphia you can get the provolone cheese. But most importantly is the bread. The bread that they make on the shore is used with the salt water of the ocean. They don't use that in Philadelphia. So the bread is never as good. But the, but the meat is really good. It's so it's still going to be a good cheesesteak. So as a first-timer, I know it's it's the old, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the tourist trap. But you need to go... In the South Philadelphia, which is where are you staying, by the way? I don't know. I'd have to look at the itinerary. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. I'm. Just, I don't know where Temple is in Philadelphia. So Temple's uh, in North Philadelphia, not the best part of the city. Okay, so I, I don't know if we're staying close to Temple or not. I guarantee you not. You're probably playing. You're probably staying in in uh, Center City, which is where we're staying. That's perfect. So if you go a little bit to the south, it's obvious that's South Philly. South Philly is the big Italian section. That's where you'll have Pats and Geno's and other cheesesteaks. There's a million cheesesteak places. You could always Google and see like which one's the hottest. There's probably some new ones that I have not been to because I haven't been there in years. But I think because you're there for the first time, you got to go to the corner where there's Pats and there's Geno's. They battle each other out. It's a, it's a good cheesesteak. Which cheese one's steak. better? Uh, they're, bo- they're both basically the same. They're both basically the same. But I don't know if they've added maybe the option for provolone cheese. If you have the option... Get the provolone cheese. You might even want to get one with provolone and one, and you probably could eat two of them. You're a big boy, and one with cheese was well, just to say that. you've done that. I don't mean it in that a is, bad way. That is a kind way of calling somebody fat. No, you're not. You're you not can fat. eat two of those. You're big. No, you're not. You're a man. You, you you're can, a man. You could eat a lot. Go ahead and get two of them. Zach, hey, well Zach can eat two cheesesteaks. He's not big. <laughs> but he, he, he doesn't eat meat. Yeah, at all. That's right. That's Pat, right. Zach's not, he's going to get it like if they got the impossible cheese steak. Yeah, that's right. Made out of veggies somehow. You're, you're out of the equation. I forgot the, about that. <laughs> I forget sometimes. I appreciate you. I, 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 it's all paid for. No, no, no. You're you're not fat by any stretch of your imagination. I'm so, just but saying, again, so you so if you if you were there and you go to that corner, which one are you going to? I'm probably going to Gino's. 
Okay. So Geno's is better. Now I'm assuming, I'm assuming everything's still open. Again, I haven't been there in years. Well, I was there with the team two years ago, but we didn't go to South Philly for the cheesesteaks. And the last time I was in Philadelphia with my family, we actually went further down in the into um, South Philadelphia and went to a different cheesesteak place. I tried it, and it was not good. It, it wasn't good at all. Um, do you like pork? Well, somebody texts in and says you need to get a roast pork. That's it. Yeah. So it's called uh, Denix. Is it Denix? I think it's Denix. It is in the Reading Terminal. The Reading Terminal is right there in, in Center City. So that is one of the, they've named it one of the best sandwiches in the entire country. So if you like roasted pork, they the texture is absolutely right. But you're in Philly, you got to get a cheesesteak. You know, Eli, you're a big boy. You can eat the cheesesteak from Gino's, from Pat's, and you can get a roasted pork sandwich. I mean, I'm literally... <laughs> I'm going there with Ole Miss basketball to do their game against mm-hmm. Temple, and it's an afternoon game tomorrow. So, like, literally, I'm going to eat two meals in Philadelphia okay. like tonight. And actually, there's a I think a team meal tonight. So I don't the, before we even get to the hotel. So, I would, and so I might literally be eating one meal. I might be eating lunch tomorrow and be early lunch. Well, I guess the game is at three thirty. Eastern time. So 11.30 launch. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit later. Yeah. And when you're rolling over there, when's the bus rolling over? Uh, I, don't, I, gotta, I, don't, I don't have this. You don't have the itinerary? I do, but I don't want to look it up. Okay. I just got to get to the airport today. I'm trying to get to Tupelo Airport today. It's one step at a time. You know where that is? It's in no, Tupelo. No, but I, I thank God we got GPS. Funny enough, Geno's do serve vegetarian cheesesteak. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say funny enough. There's a Geno's in the Tupelo Airport. Um... <laughs> That might be. All right. All for Zach. They they just started the vegetarian cheesesteak without the steak. Our buddy Fish, Rob Fisher. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a traveler. He's a traveling man with the Grizzlies. Um, he says, the Nix is a great sandwich, but if you get one, get cheesesteak. Yeah, I agree. And then he also says, what the heck is Ish <laughs> Ish Kabibbles? I've what heard of that. Was Zebo's favorite cheesesteak, and thus it is his. Ish, I've never had Ish, one, though. Ishkabibbles? I, I love the name. Ishkabibbles. Yeah, it doesn't really uh, rock like the normal Genos or Pats. But, <laughs> I, just, but I, 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 much, I much prefer the name Ishkabibbles. Where'd you get that? Ishkabibbles. Um, but, see, Fish wouldn't even know it either. As many times as he's been to Philadelphia... I'm sure he's never ventured down to Atlantic City, which is less than an hour away. And I'm not lying when I say this. And that's why I'm so disappointed. I was going to bring the entire broadcast crew down to where I live if we had time. We are flying in literally. We're going to arrive at 530 on Thanksgiving Day. And the team is actually eating their Thanksgiving dinner at 1040 a.m. on Thursday before they fly out. Which is smart when you think about that. Maybe not that early, but it's smart when you think about it. You don't want to eat Thursday night, the normal Thanksgiving night, and have turkey and all that stuff. That's perfect to eat a Thanksgiving meal before you fly because that puts you asleep on the flight. That's what that's what Ryan Silverville's at. I wish I I wish I could eat a Thanksgiving meal before the flight. But you don't want to have it at night when you're getting ready to play a football game at twelve o'clock Eastern time, eleven o'clock Central the next day, and you're hungover. You got tryptophan in your system from the turkey and all that, and you're falling asleep. So they're going to eat early. So that kind of took us out of the game here. So I started looking up places in Philly, and actually Jeff Crane, who will be on with us, invited us to 
Thanksgiving dinner at the hotel. They're going to have a big Thanksgiving dinner. So we'll, we'll do that. And then we fly out right after the game. So in the morning, really not much you can do. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. And Thursday, there's nothing else open. It's not like, oh, let's go down to Atlantic City. Now you can go to the casinos, but it's a short little trip. But there's not enough time. And I'm, I'm sure the cheesesteak places, the White House... Sacco Subs, all those places are closed. No, nobody's having their employees work on Thanksgiving when nobody's buying cheesesteaks. They're buying some kind of turkey dinner. So that took us out. It took us out of the mix. So I'm still waiting to see one time when we go to Philadelphia to bring the crew down to South Jersey. And Fish should do that as well. Man, he should take the crew. How do you know he hasn't? I'm guessing he has not. Because he would rave about the cheesesteaks from South Jersey. Again, there's nothing that beats... The bread that they use. I can't explain it. The Italian bread. The bakeries are like right across the street from the cheesesteak places. They bring it in. It's hot piping. These big Italian rolls. And then it's not those soft rolls. Hard Italian bread made with the salt water of the Atlantic Ocean. It is fabulous. Another thing they, they don't like Pat's way. or Gino's because they don't like the cheese Whiz. Yes. and I don't. I, I, would, I would much rather have. I don't, I've never had one with cheese Whiz, but provolone certainly is better than cheese Whiz. So here's the deal. Do yourself a favor and look up cheesesteaks. Cheesesteak places. I wonder, fish. Does Ishka Bibbles go provolone? <laughs> I just love saying Ishka Bibbles. You know what's funny? I started. Lo- I started looking up Philly cheesesteaks, right? But I didn't put up Philly cheese. I didn't put in Philly cheesesteaks in Philly. So they start giving me Memphis Philly cheesesteaks. So I'm all of a sudden I'm seeing Lenny's, Len- American Deli. I'm like, wait, that, that's not Philadelphia. Oh, it's Memphis. Okay. Philly cheesesteaks in Philly that use the provolone. Again, Pat's and Geno's, I don't know if they've added that, if you can get the provolone. But again, it's your first time. Tourists are always going to get the cheese whiz for the first time. I remember the first time I went to Pat's. I don't have anything against cheese whiz. As a kid, I used to eat cheese Yeah, but provolone's the better. It's, I it's much better. prefer provolone. I don't know. I guess I should say I prefer because I've never had... Cheese Whiz on my Philly cheesesteak. Maybe I'll love Cheese Whiz on there. I have no idea. So in, in South Jersey, you get a cheesesteak, you get lettuce, tomato, fried onions, a little bit of oil. Sometimes if you if you like the hot peppers, you get that on there. Cheesesteak is, is delicious. I go to Philadelphia. First time I went to Philadelphia, uh, maybe not the first time, but when I went, first time I got a cheesesteak in Philly as a young person, I remember going up there and saying, I was a teenager, and saying, can I get... Uh, yeah, let me get a cheesesteak, and can I get some lettuce and tomato on it? And some. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy, like I was from a foreign country. There was no lettuce and tomato. They I put mean, grilled yeah. onions on there. Yeah, but, don't, don't, don't lettuce and tomato oh, on no. Philly cheesesteak? Yes, yes, wow. yes. What I'm telling hell? you. What are you ruining it for? No, I'm not ruining it. I'm not ruining it. So, Philly anyway. cheesesteak is... The steak and grill. I know what it is. Some don't talk to me don't about cheese. No, don't we get no lettuce and tomato on it? I'm that. not talking. If you're putting to you. lettuce and tomato on it. You don't know what it is. I'm not talking to you about deep dish pizza or hot dogs or uh, what's the uh, the Italian beef. I'm not. I'm not talking to you about that because that's your that's up your alley. Don't talk to me about cheesesteaks. Delisandro's is another place, but that's going to be outside of your area. You're not going to want to get in an Uber, start riding around Philadelphia. It's not like it's some little town, but. You may find, here it is, Ishka Bibbles. Ishka Bibbles got four and a half stars, by the way. South Street, that's right in South Philadelphia. That's where you want to go. Here's a picture of Geno's. They're like, they almost like face each other. So, anyway, enjoy yourself. You're going to have fun. First trip to Philadelphia will be uh, rather cold, but not incredibly cold. Actually, tomorrow's supposed to be like 61 is the high. So. Oh, wow. I get 40s on Friday. It's supposed on the to be cold lines. today, but I think uh, from what I saw, it's going to be a little bit warmer. Very cool. Uh, NFL, speaking of the Eagles, 
Last night they go into Kansas City. I had picked them to win. I think you took KC. It did not look like it was going to go the Eagles' way. And then they figured it out. They beat the Chiefs 21 to 17 to improve to 9 and 1. The Chiefs fall to 7 and 3. Chiefs had their chances. They had the great drive in which Travis Kelsey fumbled. And then Pat Mahomes throwing a seed to Marquez Valdez Scantling, who dropped it. Kansas City should have won that football game. They didn't. The Eagles did. You saw a few of those tush pushes, or what do they call it now? The Philly, what is it? Brotherly shove. Brotherly shove. And uh, they they do that to perfection. Nobody does it better. And they get the win. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, I mean, you have an interception in the end zone, a fumble at the 10, and then drop the game-winning <laughs> touchdown pass. Like, you can't give away a game any more than what the Chiefs did in that one. And it's just, all year long, I've talked about there, like, there's just, I don't know, something about the Chiefs offense that just doesn't, it's not clicking the way it They're not running the ball to. that successfully. And, and in the second halves, it is a, an absolute train wreck. Right, um, right. They are the lowest scoring team in the second halves. In the NFL? Yes, they have 53 second Holy half Holy smokes, did not know that. You know how many touchdowns they have scored in fourth quarters? In fourth quarters? It's got to be really low. Three? One. Oh my gosh. They scored one fourth quarter touchdown all season. That's crazy. It's like, this is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey company. One fourth quarter touchdown. Wow. All year. And, only, and they're the lowest scoring second half team in the NFL. 53 total second half points on the season. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, you know, they obviously when they let Tyreek Hill go, they were still just fine last year. But now they just cannot, It does. they just can't get another receiver to step up mm-hmm. and become the guy. And, you know, Valdez Scantling has had drop issues. And obviously that reared its ugly head Tony last night. Tony has dropped a bunch. Um, How about Kelsey now dropping some passes? Yeah, he he Does had, he miss Taylor? He had the big he had to drop on the one the third down play, but he came right back and caught one the fourth down on that final drive. But it's um hell hell then the, the on the fourth and twenty five, like that ball's Watson. right in the hands. And mm-hmm. now he got hit and he probably got hit a tad bit early, so it's a little bit of a jolt as you're drawing to catch it. Which I but I still can't even believe that the Eagles want a guy like that ball to fourth and 25 to get right to a guy's hands with nobody in front of him. Like, I was like, holy cow, that's amazing that they were able to do that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. The Chiefs are still really good, but there's just something, um, it feels like a miss. Now, you could say Eric Bieniemy's gone. Maybe Eric Bieniemy had a little bit more effect on the offense than people mm-hmm. thought Eric Bieniemy did. Yeah, but the Steelers suck. What's after Eric Bieniemy? Isn't he with the uh, Steelers? He's with the Commanders. Well, the Commanders suck. Well, he's dealing with Sam Howell at quarterback. It's fair for you. Jesus himself couldn't. It's fair for you to say that, but Andy Reid pretty much called the plays even when Bieniemy was there. So I don't know what's okay. But again, I'm just what what is the big difference this year of their offense? The offensive coordinator is gone. Yeah, but they're not running the ball successfully. Okay. What is the difference this year between the Chiefs? Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. Their offense was still really good. Tyreek Hill was already gone. Right. Now this year, again, lowest scoring team in the second half in all of the NFL, one fourth quarter touchdown. What big change was made in the offseason? The offensive coordinator left. Unless there's, and I don't know this, unless there has been some changes with the offensive line. 
if there's guys out or guys that weren't there that were there last year that aren't there this year. I don't know. I don't know enough about their offensive line. It's, I mean, it's a fair point you bring up with Biennemi. It's a fair point. I know it's not Mahomes. He's still throwing seeds out there on the run. Like you said, that pass on a 4th and 25 was there. I mean, sure, it was a tough catch because there were defenders on Watson, but it was a it was a seed. He threw a perfect bomb to Valdez Scantling. That eh, that's not the issue, but that blows my mind. One fourth quarter touchdown. They're still really good, but there are some issues. They're they're they've proven to be beatable. Obviously, Philadelphia to go in there. That's three losses now for the Chiefs. Meanwhile, the Eagles just find ways. It's not pretty. They just find ways. With Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a winner. Mahomes is a winner as well. Jalen Hurts is a winner. They're both See, winners. I mean, for the Eagles to go into Kansas City and get a win mm-hmm. with A.J. Brown getting one catch for eight yards, pretty incredible. Right, but they went to Smith. I mean, Smith was the big receiver. And the Chiefs have, like, the Chiefs are, I, and I'm not sure exactly what it is they do, but they, they have <laughs> ability to take A.J. Brown out of games. And now again, Devontae Smith and, and the, the deep ball that he caught was a huge play in that game. But but they've they've kind of got some sort of recipe against AJ Brown. The Chiefs do. Yeah, they well that's part of the game plan. Take him out, see what happens. But Devontae Smith was fantastic. You know, again, Jalen. I I know he hasn't won a Super Bowl. They lost, but I I think I just think that guy. There's something about him that's that's special. But Mahomes is the best. He's the best in the business, and for them to have an anemic offense in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, is beyond me. Your point is fair. Your point is fair about the enemy. One other thing from the NFL, and I do want to get to another topic in the NFL a little bit later on in the hour, but Kareem Jackson, we were talking about him yesterday, comes back from a suspension, then he drills Josh Dobbs. The NFL yesterday levies a four-game suspension. Another suspension on a guy who certainly is considered one of the dirtiest players in the league. What is still amazing is there was no penalty called on the play. No penalty called on the play results in a four-game suspension. Yeah. I, I, do you reprimand the officials when they have their their closed-door meetings I, or whatever would, they do? I would assume. Yeah, I mean, yes, come on. I mean, that's, again, it was, as I said yesterday, it, it, it was a textbook leading with the crown of the helmet. I mean, How do he you miss that? Completely lowers his helmet and puts it right into the upper chest, and even catches a bit of the face mask of Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it it couldn't have been much more obvious um, than what it was. And I figured that the NFL would come down hard on him because, again, he just he is a continues to be a repeat offender, and that is a just it's a dangerous play for the person getting hit in Dobbs, but it's also a very dangerous play for Jackson to continue to lower your head yeah. and use the crown of your helmet on these tackles. And so I'm I'm glad that they continue to try and send the message and maybe eventually he will learn to quit doing it. Philly, we talked about, known for their cheesesteaks. Here in Memphis, they're known for a lot of things, including their hot wings. A lot of terrific places that serve up great hot wings. And I think the best is the Crazy Coop with two Convenient locations at 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. Why are they the best? Because they offer 27 different flavors, different seasonings for the chicken wings. And that's what makes the chicken wings, those seasonings that they have. Uh, everything from the Buffalo Ranch. A perfect combination of ranch seasoning with a little kick to it. The mango habanero, the sweet taste of mango, followed by the heat. And if you really want heat, the crazy sweet lemon pepper hot or the crazy suicide. That's just a few 
of the flavorings you can get, the seasonings you can get on your hot wings at the Crazy Coop. You can also purchase the seasoning separately, make your own hot wings at home, and use their seasonings. Family-owned and operated. Here's a here's a perfect thing to do. You got Thanksgiving. Most people will be cooking the turkey, and there's a lot that goes into preparing for a big Thanksgiving meal. Well, tomorrow night you got to eat dinner. You don't want to cook. Why don't you order some hot wings from the Crazy Coop? You can order online, go pick them up. You can have any of the services deliver to your home. Of course, your office as well. Whenever you are in the mood for the hot wings, uh, call on the Crazy Coop. At the Bartlett location, they got the full menu. That includes those delicious catfish sandwiches, those juicy half-pound burgers, the sides like the fried okra, the green tomatoes, the fried uh dill pickles, and they also have all different varieties of the chicken, like the whole wings, the party wings, the boneless wings, the chicken tenders. Make sure to uh, ask about their crazy packs. They're open 11 a.m. until 9 p.m., seven days a week. I'm sure they're closed on Thanksgiving, but anytime is a good time for wings from the Crazy Coop. Again, two convenient locations, 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten in Bartlett and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. You're tuned in to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. So I admit I'm wrong about the Tigers basketball team. I thought they would crack into the top 25. They did not. They remain number 26 in the latest AP poll, which came out yesterday. They did get 149 votes, which puts them 14 behind number 25, Mississippi State. The Bulldogs in the top 25. Kansas 1, Purdue 2, Arizona 3, Marquette 4, UConn 5. You have Houston 6, Tennessee is 7. Tennessee's playing in that Maui Invitational, although it's in Honolulu because of the fires, the tragedy there. Uh, but they are playing some good basketball. Texas A&M, which is on Memphis's schedule, they are number 12. Kentucky, 16. Bama, 17. You have Florida Atlantic drops the 19 after losing their game to Bryant. Arkansas, 20. And as I mentioned, Mississippi State, 25. But look, they put a preseason poll together to have something to talk about. What they really should do is not have any preseason top 25. They should evaluate after the first week and then decide who's in the top 25. Because once you have a preseason top 25 poll, you're not going to shake it up that much. You're going to assume that the 25 you had in there are good teams, but sometimes you miss on a preseason poll. Uh, Again, I don't know. Memphis probably should be in there. They're not in there, just on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's weird. This is um, it's abnormal voter behavior um, in this instant, although they had another... Like, Virginia jumped over Memphis from last week. Virginia was right behind them last week. Ends up just ahead of them this week. 
Um, and then lost. Well, yeah, they lost last night. But, yes. But Virginia last week, uh, they had two wins. Uh, they beat North Carolina A&T and Texas Southern, uh, who are both in the bottom, like, 80 teams in the country in Ken Palm rankings. So apparently those two wins were enough to sway the voters and put them over Memphis, which is weird. Um, did, the, did the voters see Jackson State knock off Missouri and it hurt Memphis because that was their marquee win of their no, three wins? Memphis beat Jackson State. True. True. The Mississippi State had to come a long way. to. They jumped a lot of teams. Because last week, they only had 19 votes. And they jumped all the way up there. Who'd they beat? Now, they... They at least beat two Power 5 schools. They beat Washington State. They beat Northwestern. They're not good Power 5 schools, but they're Power 5 schools. So I get whatever. Like that, maybe you're rewarding them for actually playing some Power 5 schools early in the year instead of North Carolina A&T and Texas Southern. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, But they had to, I mean, they jumped over. They had to jump a lot of teams to get up there. And they were they were able to do that. Because the So the two teams that fell out of the poll, Villanova and Illinois. Because the two new teams in are Mississippi State and Virginia, and see this, and this is this was perfectly normal yet somewhat dumb voter behavior. Illinois lost the game last week, and so they lost to the number four team in the country. If you're the twenty, I don't remember what they were, twenty first or twenty second, and you lose to the fourth ranked team in the country, like you're supposed to lose. <laughs> Like, like in the coaches' poll, Illinois moved up a spot. In the AP poll, everybody's like, oh, they lost a the game. They got to, got to fall out. You got to drop them. Like, that's the normal voter behavior. Well, they lost a the game. Got to drop them. Again, like, what? They lost by seven to the number four team in the country, Marquette. Like, that would be a completely normal outcome of that game. That doesn't mean Illinois isn't as good as you thought they were at number 21 or 22. That just means they aren't the number four team in the country. Right, and the coaches gave them the respect because they played a caliber team in the top five, so they didn't hurt their standing. In fact, they enhanced it, as you said, by a spot. But there's way too many voters in the AP poll. There's a million but, of them. But the, they don't know half of them don't know what they're doing. And I think the thing that hurt Memphis and the people because they gained a bunch of points, mm-hmm. but it, because I, it was just such a, there were so many. I think those higher ranked teams that lost, and although they didn't fall out of the poll, that caused a lot of shifting around of votes. And, I, and that I guess would be the only. But because the normal voting behavior, again, the Illinois dropping out, normal voting behavior, dumb voting behavior, but normal voting behavior. The other thing would be like. Just it just happens that the usually if the team that's twenty sixth one week doesn't lose and some of the and there are teams that drop out of the poll they're usually going to move in but for whatever reason this week again Virginia with those wins over North Carolina A and T and Texas Southern just too much to overcome yeah and then they got punked yesterday by Wisconsin sixty five to forty one in the Fort Myers tip off some other results from yesterday. In the Maui, I mentioned that Tennessee won their basketball game. They beat Syracuse 73-56. Meanwhile, Purdue over Gonzaga, that is 2 over 11, 73-63. Kentucky in the Wildcat Challenge had to go overtime to beat St. Joe's 96-88. Kentucky's ranked 16th. Connecticut, the defending national champions, Picking up where they left off, they look good. Fifth-ranked Connecticut over 15th-ranked Texas, 81-71. Kansas in the Maui beat Chaminade, 83-56. And another good one in the Maui, Marquette and UCLA. Marquette won by two. 
just an incredible field. There's a great field where Memphis is in the battle for Atlantis, but this Maui field, again, being played in Honolulu, tremendous. Oh, Maui always has a, a great field um, for that tournament. Uh, David says the problem with the voters is they aren't all qualified or pay enough attention. Right. I think we always criticize the coaches, like, because who knows who's actually doing their polls. Mm-hmm. But I, do, I, I often wonder, like, of the AP voters, like, how many actually really, especially early in the year, even, like, again, how many of them just saw Illinois lost a game, don't look to see who they lost it to or anything, just like, oh, Illinois lost a game, I got to drop them out of my ballot, and not caring that who it is against. Again, if you're playing the number four team in the country, you are supposed to lose. I would guess a lot of them. I mean, there are certainly quality voters. I know a lot of people who have a vote that are big-time writers and they do their job, but there are some that just certainly do it half-ass, let's be honest. They, they don't really put much effort into it, and that's why there's too many. There's just way too many voters. So anyway, Memphis doesn't get in. The Tigers and Michigan tomorrow, 4 o'clock Central, and then... Depending on what they do and depending on what Arkansas, Stanford does, they're going to play one of those two teams on Thursday in the second game. And then Friday, it will wrap up before they get ready for some big roadies at Ole Miss on December 2nd, VCU December 6th, Texas A&M December 10th, before coming home to play Clemson on December 16th. This is the time. I know coaches... When they do the coach speak, we'll tell you, you know, it's all about the conference. It's all about, no. Nah. And I don't know, Penny's pretty honest, so Penny would probably be really honest with us. It's all about what's going on right now. The next month for Memphis, assuming they don't fall apart in the crappy American conference, let's be honest, they shouldn't lose a game, maybe, maybe a game in that conference. There's going to be a bad night. There always is a bad night, but they should win the bulk of their games. And if they don't, that's a problem. So assuming that they do, this next month is going to determine how high a seed they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. These these games are pivotal, and it is so important to get on the winner's side of the bracket in the Bahamas. Tomorrow, taking care of business against a Michigan team that already has a loss to Long Beach, a good team. Long Beach is a good team, not a great team. And they're using Phil Martelli, the former St. Joe's head coach, as the interim head coach with the health issues for Juwan Howard. Memphis needs to take care of business tomorrow. They need to win that first game and then see what happens. Yeah, I I mean, there's no doubt that the non-conference is going to dictate their ability to get a seat. And again, they're not getting any help really in the non-conference right now because a lot of teams are going to play are losing some games. So it's not like they're getting some, they, they may end up not getting some really good shots, but it's still way better than anything you're seeing in the conference. Absolutely. So you've got to take advantage of these opportunities. A battle for Atlantis women's tournament just wrapped up yesterday. Congratulations to Ole Miss. They beat Michigan 60 to 49 to win it all. Memphis went one and two in their three games, including a loss to a very good Arizona team. The Grizzlies return to action tomorrow as they will play the Rockets in Houston. The Grizz at three and ten. A very important next uh, week to ten days for the Grizzlies. They'll have three home games after tomorrow's game in Houston. They'll play Friday against the Suns, Sunday against the Timberwolves, next Wednesday against the Jazz. We talked about where they stand and 12 more games to go before Ja returns. But what we didn't know yesterday was more injury news because it came out later in the day. 
Luke Kennard will be reevaluated in two weeks with a bone bruise in his knee. Xavier Tillman is week to week with a knee injury. The hits just keep on coming for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and with this, um, with Kennard, they should, I, I, I believe, they should be able to use a hardship exception if they want to. I mean, they have to, but um, be, because with Adams, Clark, Smart, Kennard, that's your four guys who are out for an extended period. Mm-hmm. And so once Kennard has missed three games, how many games has he missed so far? Kennard? Yeah, of this. I think it's three. Has it been three straight now? I think it's three. But once, Don't quote me, though. Yeah, once he's missed three games, I, 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 if I understand the whole hardship exception correctly, that they could, if he, once he and Smart have both missed three, mm-hmm. um, then they would be able to go out and sign somebody. Again, if they want to. That doesn't mean they don't, certainly don't have to. But if they do want, like, just some warm bodies laying around because they don't have very many of them right now because that's not even counting you know, the fact that LaRavy is, you know, out with his shades on, which is just, he looks so, he just looks funny on the sideline with those glasses on. I don't know, it's like, just makes me laugh. He was down there with the hustle last night and I see him walking around with those glasses on. And I just laugh every time I see him. I don't know, it's funny. Is it Eddie Murphy in Trading Places that had the- He looks like, the, uh, he kind of looks like like Men in Black or something. I don't know what, I don't know, I can't mm-hmm. just figure out what the look is. But there's, he's, he certainly looks just funny when you see him get up out of a huddle. You're like, it's like dude wearing sunglasses. Oh, he's- Got to, but yeah, there's just not a whole lot of whole lot of healthy bodies right now. So I would think that maybe they would want to use that hardship exception and go bring somebody in. Yet the effort against Boston was was really really good. And I know we got text yesterday. Nobody's in the moral victories. Certainly, no one's in the moral victories. But it was a comeback win. Nineteen down in San Antonio on Saturday, toe to toe with Boston on Sunday, and again makeshift lineups that. Taylor Jenkins is scratching together, and you have Santi Aldama, who has really, really stepped up. So for some recent misses, or at least perceived misses by management, they certainly hit with Aldama. At least right now, it seems like it was a big hit with Aldama. He needs to continue to do what he's doing. Bain, Jackson have to be great every single game for them to have a chance. Again, this is a big week. Tomorrow night, the first of three here in a short period of time against Houston. That means Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks tomorrow night. Will Dylan Brooks be on his best behavior, Zach Boyd? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. There's no he, way he will be, he's right? He's going to be talking. He's going to be – you talk about – now, this might be the game where he jacks up 25 shots. Really? Because he's trying to go for 60. Yeah, he wants – he, he wants. I mean, you know he wants to light the Grizzlies up. He's one of the reasons why they're playing so well, Houston, because he's not doing things that are beyond his capability. He's playing great defense. He's become a leader on that team. He's not jacking up shots. So don't don't get back to your old character. You know, continue to do what you're doing. But yeah, he's going to be so fired up. The Grizzlies should be fired up as well. And that's one you even though it's a road game, it's Houston. You, you, you need the win. You, you got 12 more without Ja. And just because Ja comes back doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going 57 and 0 with Ja. Who knows if he's even playing that many games? He's going to miss some games. There's no question about it. And they're not going to win all those games. So you got to get as many wins as possible. And right now, sitting at 3 and 10 ain't cutting the mustard. 
So what can you do, especially over the course of the next couple of weeks, is going to be extremely important. I think this is a good chance because, again, you play Houston on the road, not a great team, good team, surprise team, and then you got the three home games. Rainer right. Corey says, we have to be the worst team in the league when it comes to diagnosing injuries. <laughs> not serious equals week-to-week evaluations, out a month, etc. Well, the most obvious one is a three- to five-week injury that is going to end up being at least a 21-month injury. Um, you got new people too, right? It's Ortho South yeah, now. Yeah. No longer yeah, as Campbell? far as the doctor. The, yeah, the doctor. Mm. Um, they've got their training staff. Sure, that. but it's and again the the, the problem the weird part about it with the Grizzlies is that you get different messages. For instance, the Marcus Smart injury. Taylor Jenkins meets the media and says, "You know, eh, he's going to be out maybe this this weekend or whatever." I can't remember exactly what his quote was, but act like it wasn't. You know, he might miss the next couple of games, but not serious at all. And then, and then literally, three to five literally weeks. later that day, right? He's they announce he's out three to five weeks. Like, wait, if, wait till if, if somebody if he's if you got this when you know when Taylor Jenkins goes to meet the media, he's going to be asked about Marcus Smart's injury and all that. Sure. So somebody informed Taylor Jenkins of what to say. Like, <laughs> did was Taylor Jenkins told? It wasn't serious, and it he'll probably just miss a couple of games. Or was he not told anything, and he was just guessing? Like somebody give Taylor Jenkins the messaging, because that's where people start going. Well, this is weird. Why is your coach say one thing, and literally like two hours later, a report comes out, and or a, you officially announce something completely different than what the coach said? Yeah, I would like to know how much information he's privy to, because you would have to think that this guy's frustrated. Yes, he's frustrated with not having his players, but he's got to be frustrated with. Injury reports, what he's being told, unless he's in on the loop, you know, he he knows everything that's going on and just regurgitates it. I I, I don't know. It is as as Corey said. Well, clearly, that's not the case because he said something completely opposite. <laughs> so, well, yeah, un- unless he mis- misunderstood, I, I I have no idea. It's it's a it is a farce. It's just crazy. Wait till Ja returns for his first game, and the, he's on the injury report with like a sprained ankle or something. And you're going to go, what? What the hell? Wait wait till that happens. All right, when we come back, got some Major League Baseball news want to get into, a little bit more from the National Football League as well. This Friday, folks, you know what it is. It's Black Friday, and boy, oh boy, the holiday shopping season is here. And, of course, we'll start in full fashion on Friday. And over at Genesis Diamonds, starting on Black Friday, they've got a three-day event for you with their lab-grown diamonds. It's unbelievable, their Black Friday sale, but it continues Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three-carat lab-grown diamond. Just $599. Two carats for $299. That's the types of deals that you're going to be able to get this weekend at Genesis Diamonds. Other stores are charging you know, thousands of dollars for these same things that you're getting for $500, for $299, things like that at Genesis Diamonds. Now, this is offer is only limited to the first 150 customers with the purchase of one of their exclusive settings. But that's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Black Friday lab-grown diamond sale at Genesis Diamonds. If you haven't been there yet, you got to go check it out. The selection is unbelievable. The prices are unbelievable. And the prices this weekend are truly, you're just never going to see this ever, ever again. Genesis Diamonds is located 
Poplar and Perkins Extended. That's the Poplar Commons Shopping Center. They're right in the middle of the shopping center there, the Poplar Commons Shopping Center. This weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the lab-grown Black Friday sale at Genesis Diamonds. You're tuned in to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. So, Taylor Jenkins Friday, last Friday, met with the media before they left for San Antonio. And he was asked about Marcus Smart. I think there was more to this quote, but part of it was nothing too serious. I Later guess that now day, three, three to five, five weeks is not too serious. Um, compared to what's happening with Steven Adams and what happened to well, Brandon Steven Clark. Steven Adams was a three to five week injury. Um he also said, sure it was. <laughs> he also said, not sure on Luke Kennard this weekend. He's progressing well listed in day to day. And yesterday we get he will be reevaluated. Reevaluated. Right. So, like, so again, he's either, Somebody give Taylor Jenkins some information yeah. before he goes and talks about injuries. He's he's either not given the right information or for some reason he does the old switcheroo. I I, I don't know what's going on with that. All right. Five favorite things tomorrow. What is our topic? Uh this is actually it's funny we were talking the Philly cheesesteak, but we're going to go with your five favorite places in Memphis. Got to be in Memphis, okay, to get a sub or deli sandwich. All right, can be national chains or whatever, but okay. they just they have to have a place in Memphis. It's funny because I was rattling off the names of some sandwich shops in Memphis when I was looking up cheesesteaks, but I didn't specify Philadelphia cheesesteaks in Philly. And some things popped up. Places in Memphis to get a sub or deli sandwich. Your five favorite. Okay, that'll be for tomorrow's five favorite things. Coming up in hour number two, we'll open up with Humdinger's Trivia. Then we'll talk Tigers football with Jonah Dillon. And more Tiger talk with Jeff Crane from the University of Memphis. Some baseball news. The Cardinals yesterday signed Lance Lynn to a one-year deal worth $10 million, reuniting Lynn with the team that drafted him about a decade and a half ago last year. Started with the White Sox, ended with the Dodgers. So Lance Lynn trying to bolster that rotation, which was in shambles this past year. Also, the Cardinals have hired infielder Daniel Descalso to be on the team's 2024 coaching staff as their bench coach. Joe McEwing will move to special assistant under John Mozalak. This will be it for Mosaic's contract, I believe, unless they extended it, is done after this upcoming year in 2024. If it's another disastrous year for the Cardinals, I would imagine that Marmol would be gone and Mosaic would be gone and they'd clean house. I uh, I would think there's a pretty good chance of that. I know there's a lot of Cardinal fans that are not big Mosaic fans. Yeah, I would think I so. I don't know what the ownership group feels about him, but. Um, they're not, they, they're not used to losing very much. From the NFL, Zach Wilson has been demoted. Demoted a couple of spots. 
That's right, Tim Boyle will start Friday's game against the Miami Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. Trevor Simeon will be signed from the practice squad, will serve as Boyle's backup. That means Zach Wilson will become the number three quarterback under the new NFL's new emergency quarterback rule. So that seems like it's the beginning of the end for Zach Wilson. <laughs> Maybe that was a while when, ago. When when you're behind Tim Boyle and Uncle Rico, um, I would say <laughs> that it's... It's not a good sign, not a real good sign of faith from your coach um, when that becomes where you stand in the pecking order. They rolled a long time with, with Zach Wilson. They gave him ample opportunities. He just was unable to come through. That was one they just missed. Uh, from the world of golf, TGL Virtual Golf, the league that Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy are putting together, is going to be delayed until 2025 due to damage, some damage that was done at the Florida arena that they plan to use for this virtual golf league. So it will not happen until at least 2025. Boy, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I think it's one of those like balloon dome type things. And I think like there was so that the air, like I think like power went out so the air went and the place collapsed. Jeez. And did some damage. So, I mean, basically what is it? These guys are like playing, like we would go out and play Virtual golf at a at a course, uh, St Andrews or Augusta National. That's what they're doing as well. Who cares? Who cares to watch that when you can watch these guys actually play real golf? And Tiger's coming back, isn't he? Playing in playing the Hero World Challenge, and that's in the Bahamas, nah, Bermuda, sure one of those places. I don't. One of those cold, nasty places, right? Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'll see. Be interested to see how he looks. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna guess it won't be. Real good. This side of the program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware Corner White Station. Quince is where you'll find them. Of course, the Big Green Egg, all the accessories. They are a platinum dealer of the Big Green Egg. It's where I've got my Big Green Egg and accessories as well. Plus, of course, anything you need for around the house to get those DIY projects done. With the holiday weekend coming up, maybe you got some things you need to get done. Well, go see the folks at East Memphis Ace Hardware Corner White Station and Quince. Humdinger's Trivia starts off hour two. That's next. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. 